let's pick it up in Ephesians chapter 3. We finished chapter 2 in the last session. You missed it? Go back and catch it. Today we're going to look at Ephesians chapter 3. We're going to start here and work our way through the first 13 verses. Hang in there. A lot of scripture here to read, but when we read it, we're going to break it down, and I think it'll encourage you today in 10 minutes or less. You ready? For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, on behalf of you Gentiles. Remember, he's writing from prison. And he says this, you have heard, haven't you, about the administration of God's grace that he gave to me for you. The mystery was made known to be my, by revelation as I have briefly written above. By reading this, you are able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ. This was not made known to people in other generation as it is now revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. The Gentiles, which is the people he's writing to, right? They're not Jewish people. He says, they are co-heirs, members of the same body, and partners in the promise in Jesus Christ through the gospel. In other words, through Jesus, all are made to be one, receiving the good grace and love of God. I was made a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace that was given to me by the working of his power. This grace was given to me, the least of all the saints. This is where we're going to pick up and really grab a hold of something today. This grace was given to me, the least of all the saints, to proclaim the Gentiles the incalculable riches of Christ and to shed light for all about the administration of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things. This mystery that we are all one, that we are all the same and all are given God's grace and eternal promise through Jesus. This is so that God's multifaceted wisdom may now be made known through the church to the rulers and authorities in the heavens. This is according to his eternal purpose accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In him we have boldness and confident access through faith in him. So then I ask you, don't be discouraged over my afflictions on your behalf, for they are your glory. It's a lot of words, a lot of stuff, a lot of wordy things that Paul's writing here that just seem mumble-jumbled, if I'm being honest. Do you agree? When you read it, you just hear, like, the riches and the lavishness of in him and through him and for all and in all the Gentiles and the holy mystery of the administration of grace of promise. Like, like those are the types of words and phrases that I feel like we just read that, that if we aren't careful to put it all in the context, we get lost in these little, these little prepositional phrases that Paul just throws in and uses these real fancy words and stuff that sometimes make us gloss over what really has the potential to speak into your life where you are right now today. There's this part he's explaining in this writing, and he makes it very clear that this is a letter to them. And he makes it clear that through their reading of this, they can understand the grace of God that grafts them into his eternal purpose for people. Now, I think that Paul's understanding of this and, and approaching them, because he has a very Jewish background, he paints a picture as if God had this promise for the Jewish people, and now the mystery of God is that through Jesus, you're included too, and that's what I want to teach you about. I think that God's purpose was never for one people group. I think that when we read the Bible, we need to understand that, that it was Jewish people writing the Bible. And because Jewish people wrote the Bible, it comes from that Jewish perspective, their understanding of God. I think that it was always God's plan to include all people in his promise. I think that his plan was always for all people. 
And from their perspective, it was for them. And for another's pers- for, from another's perspective, it would, 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 would have been for them too. Like, I think that it's just the perspective of which we are reading it from. And I think that Paul's beginning to understand this and he wants to share it with them. And that's why he's so passionate about it. When you understand that God is for all people and his promises for all people, it burns within you to share it, to really tell people that they belong too. See, it is always God's purpose for us to create a space for others to belong. Because that is the promise that God has made for all people, that they belong no matter who they are, where they come from, what they believe, or what they don't believe. That through Jesus, all belong, all are included, all have hope, all have a purpose, all have a future in and through Jesus. Paul's just now seeing this and and understanding this. You remember Paul's story. He was a persecutor of believers in Jesus because he believed it was for the Jewish people only. And he didn't believe that Jesus was actually the son of God, Messiah, the, the spirit in flesh, that word in flesh living and breathing among the people. It was until later, until Jesus revealed himself to him through this this crazy incident where Paul is actually on his way on a journey to go kill some people in the church, right? And Jesus shows up with this blinding light and blinds Paul for days and the voice speaks to him and says, Paul, why are you persecuting me? And I love that, that although Paul is persecuting and killing Christians, that the spirit speaks to him and Jesus says, why are you persecuting me? And he takes it personal because we are the body of Christ. In other words, my spirit is now in them and you're killing, you're killing really me because my spirit is in them. And that was Paul's conversion experience. And now Paul's understanding that through Jesus, all are welcome. Through Jesus, all have a way. And again, I don't think that is relationship to how we approach God. I think it's saying this is how God approached us. That every time someone comes in contact with God, whether they know it or not, it was because Jesus made a way. It's how God approached humanity, by sending his spirit to be wrapped in flesh, living a a life of love in the name of Jesus. What's up, everybody? Make sure you hit the share button and share it with your friends. Thank you. Thank you for your generosity to Fresh Faith. Your financial partnership helps us take the message and the hope of Jesus to every corner of the planet. When you donate to Fresh Faith, you are helping people meet Jesus for the first time. You're also helping people grow spiritually in their faith. And you're helping give free resources to local churches to help make a difference in communities, both spiritually, practically, and digitally. We want to invite you right now to go to freshfaith.org and donate so that you can help us change the world because together we are changing the world. And what I love most about this is that when Paul writes, he writes this little section toward the end and he says that he's entrusted this to me, the least of these so that we can share the grace that God has for all of you. He's trusted this to me. I'm telling it to you. I love that Paul recognizes and realizes that he is the least of these and that his job, now that if he can be loved by God and he's included as the least of these, now he has to go and make a space for others to belong to God because God made a space for him to belong with God. 
That's the attitude we all need to have, that we are all the least of these, that we all are really on the bottom. None of us are deserving of God's grace. All of us are in need of God's grace, and I'm not better than you, and you're not better than me, and this denomination is not better than this denomination, and these people don't get to be the only ones that get it right and everybody else gets it wrong. We all have a past. We all messed up. We all are equal at the foot of the cross, and so therefore God made a space for me to belong. He made a space for you to belong, but not just so that we belong, but so that we can make a space for others to belong with God as well. That is your job. That is my job. That is what Jesus did, and that is what we are to continue to do. Because we are to make a space for people to belong with God. Not to say you're out and, and, and you have to do these things to get in. It's to say you're in and all you have to do is let God's love wash over you. God has chosen you to be his. God has already chosen you to be loved. He loves you when you don't love you. And we start on behalf of God making a space to other, for others to belong because God did that for us. That's what it looks like to continue the ministry of Jesus, and that's what Paul's writing about in this section, is that all are welcomed into the grace and love and open arms of God. Here's the challenge for you this week. Here's the challenge for me this week, even today. Everywhere you go, everything you do, you are either speaking a space for people to belong to God, or you are not speaking on behalf of God and you're pushing them out. Today, you be the space where people belong to God.